0: hey yo hey yo Sean Kingston yo way to beauty
1: <laughs> Sean Kingston okay and in anything else we want
0: to talk about before we record only thing I'm worried about is this mirror being here are you going to look at yourself in the mirror the whole time it's not, it's not <laughs> I think we really got something here
1: it's like no that's not a thing you gotta tell them that you ate your exes. We are so creative, guys.
0: Are we about to kiss? No.
1: Hello, and welcome back to the Everything Must Go podcast. I am Stephen, and with me, as always, is Brandon. Recording on another miserably cold and snowy weekend here in the city of Chicago.
0: I will admit that uh, this has been a little too cold for me.
1: Ooh, this is big news over here, Minnesota boy. It
0: just, I get out there and I get the chills, and I'm like, Coda, hurry up, take your crap so we can go inside. I'm sick and tired of this weather. And uh, yeah, I mean, just because I'm from Minnesota doesn't mean that I'm inhuman, you know?
1: Yeah, I can confirm, uh, worst amount of snow since I've lived in Chicago right now. It is like actually accumulated snow outside, like... When you walk out, the snow is sometimes like eight inches high out there.
0: Yeah. Uh, my back alley, which is where I take Coda out to go to the bathroom, is completely covered in snow still. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a little slick, too. So there's been a couple times I've been nervous about biting the dust, especially because I have to bring Coda out on a leash. And uh, sometimes she gets a little excitable that she gets to go outside. And so she'll be pulling me. And I'm like, hold on, I got to get my traction. Hold on, Coda. She just gets so pumped to just go take shits, and I'm just like, bring it down a notch.
1: Am I right? I don't know if you saw, but there's like some people whose cars are like buried. Like I don't know how they're ever gonna get out of the snow. Like mm. there, w- there was literally one car that I saw. The snow was as high as the car all the way around. Oh, like really? not the top of the car, but like the sides of the car. Like you like couldn't get into it. <laughs> like you literally would have to go there and shovel away. And the worst part about the snow is it's like ice snow so you know that you can't just easily break through that which is yeah which is what i've noticed is that being stuck in chicago during the pandemic versus being stuck somewhere where the weather is nice it's like very noticeable because i just think the the life that they're experiencing versus what we're experiencing is like so different right now because they can go to the beach they can run outside we are literally stuck like absolutely stuck right now
0: yeah you'd think that maybe this weather would be more conducive to uh like maybe us having less cases or something because everybody is stuck inside but i feel like it forces people into hot spots or uh spots where the the virus can um travel a little easier than being outside so it actually probably is worse
1: yeah it's not good it's it's uh brandon's well i guess you were here during last winter but you officially hit the uh one year mark in Chicago. Any quick I word did. on that?
0: Uh, it feels like I've been here for three months because <laughs> this past year feels like it just—I don't know. It didn't. It didn't even feel like it flew by. Like it was fun, and oh my gosh, a, a year. It feels like I just got here and I haven't been able to do anything yet. Yeah. So, not not the best, but I'm so glad to be here, and uh, it is kind of cool to to meet that threshold. And didn't you say that our like. Our anniversary is kind of like the same time.
1: Yeah, just like I came here four years earlier, but yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I technically moved on January thirtieth, and you moved like on February first, but it's like almost within the exact yeah. day.
0: That's pretty crazy. And I signed a fourteen month lease, so I, but when I move out of my place, it will most likely be like April time. Mm-hmm. But I'm I don't think I'll be moving out this time around probably going to be staying another we, we don't know though Stephen and I talked about it and um, if I, I'm the kind of person that if opportunity is uh, smacking me in the face I'm gonna listen to what it has to say
1: yeah and I said this to Brandon like I really wasn't planning on moving because I, I love my apartment but now that I'm like looking around at the Chicago market right now I'm definitely interested to see what my options are so I've been uh, not like really intensely looking for new apartments, but I'm like definitely starting to, to scope it out a bit. Cause there's some pretty good deals out there. I can't lie about that.
0: Yeah. What, uh, in terms of content that you've been watching lately, what have you been paying attention to anything recently?
1: Dude, it, it does feel like I am doing what you said when you're kind of anxious, you just kind of go back to the same content. I feel like I've literally been going back to like the same handful of podcasts where it's like Joe Rogan, uh, impulsive, um, what's the uh tiger belly I, I literally just like go back to those like the same handful of podcasts and other than that i've been watching like a lot of my like favorite tv shows and stuff like family guy mm-hmm. i really have not been branching out at all recently for some reason
0: yeah i i think that i've that's how i i was but i actually think that this past like week or so for whatever reason i've Stepped into new territory. I started watching Arrested Development on Netflix. Have you seen that show? No, I've
1: heard a lot of good things about it, Yeah, it's
0: it's pretty funny. Um, I mean, it's not as... Like, I've heard some people just praise it like it's the best show that's... Best comedy show that's ever been written. Um, I haven't really had that many, like, crazy... Like, oh, my gosh, the show is so funny. But I do typically just enjoy it. It's it's a nice show. Um, And then I have kind of gotten back into listen to my discover weekly playlist on Spotify, which is super nice. Cause I always get new artists on there and I've been, uh, you've probably seen on Instagram. I posted a couple tunes. Mm-hmm. Uh, typically when I'm discovering new music, I will post something that's catching me on Instagram just because I like to, to share what I'm listening to. So that's, that's been for me and I don't know why maybe I started doing insanity on stream this week. And anytime that I like, feel like i'm being healthier physically i think it like opens up my mind and my helps my anxiety a little bit so i wonder if maybe that's helped because it just kind of happened within this last week but uh but yeah i've been watching some new stuff what uh so when you say you've been like listening to the same old pop is it new episodes that you're listening to or are you going back and listening to like episodes you already listened to
1: then i mean it's, at least it is like new episodes okay. i'll say that the only like i guess slight exception that i've been uh, since I bought a uh, Nintendo 64, I've been, like, looking at just different things I could buy for my N64. I've been feeling very nostalgic over having this and, like, playing the games. So now I'm like, what if I modded this? I'm like, how how does that work? And I pretty much realized that I do not have the patience that <laughs> these people have, like, yeah. to, to paint it and then, like, rebuild it and add lights to it. It's pretty complicated. I'm so not sure I'm that passionate about it.
0: Yesterday, you sent a video to our group chat... <laughs> Oh, did yeah. Did you guys yeah. put in cheat codes or something? Yeah,
1: I figured out that um, Ken Griffey Jr. Baseball has like different cheat codes that you can do. It's pretty fun, though.
0: Yeah, there was one of a guy flying around the yeah, field. You can, yeah, you can fly. And then <laughs> one was the
1: pitcher dancing. <laughs> pitcher can dance. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's really random. Were there any that you did that you didn't show us? Um, You can do another one where you can make like the batter explode.
0: <laughs> the batter explodes. The, like the, the batter just explodes, yeah. It's pretty <laughs> funny, actually.
1: That reminds me of Slugfest. Did you ever play Slugfest? I did. Like I rented it back in the day when you could rent. What, renting video games back in the day was like one of my absolute – I mean, I liked oh, renting yeah. movies too, but just renting things, like going into uh, movie rental and game rental places, was like, one of my absolute favorite things ever back in the day. I used to hate it because my
0: parents I, – I loved renting games when I was a kid, and PlayStation pretty much had a monopoly. I mean, there was N64, but like – uh, PlayStation had so many games. Like, it was nuts how many games PlayStation had. And you could go to... We had a PlayStation, and you could go to this place called Hollywood Video, and you could rent... They had a huge game section. And I remember so many times that I wanted to get games that my parents were like, no, we're not here to get games. We're here to get movies or shows or something. And, I mean, that's how I discovered Dragon Ball Z. But I was pissed because... Um, there were a couple times that there were games that I really wanted to play that
1: I uh, why was that like such a thing where I feel like our parents thought video games were just like, it was like a lesser thing it's like yeah no good movies because for some reason like it's it's that kind of reminds me of people who think that theater is just so so far superior to um like film they just like they put on this huge pedestal I feel like there's a, a weird thing where at least for me I felt like parents, did not like their kids playing video games. It was like, okay, come on, like do something real, like actually like watch ET or something, as if for some reason that was just way better for your mind and better for you. I wonder if it's one of those things where like when people don't understand
0: something as much, they're a little more like reluctant to. Ten thousand percent. I feel like, like <laughs> I-, I remember watching Mad Men. It was like a show about like the sixties and um, I think it got into the seventies, but it was uh, there were. And there was an episode when the microwave came out and everyone's like oh you shouldn't be microwaving your food you're gonna get you know the the electrons they cause cancer in you If you know and you do all this stuff and it was like they just they didn't know the science behind it whatsoever so they were all some people were like talking down about microwaves but now microwaves are just a normal part of society I feel like games has started to become a more normalized things but I, I also wonder too with video games it's like with a movie, you know it's going to be two hours that you're spending. And if you don't have limits with video games, like when I was a kid, if I was on a sleepover or something, we would stay up for like eight hours playing like Halo or something. I don't know. Were you big? When you had sleepovers and stuff when you were young, did you play video games? Yeah, I
1: distinctly remember playing Guitar Hero. That, oh, was, a, nice. that was a big one back in the day was playing Guitar Hero like, all night pretty much. Just like, all, like alternating back and forth, trying to beat as many of the songs as you possibly could. I realized
0: I didn't know enough rock and roll uh when rock band came out and I would be like, Oh, I'm the singer, let me do the vocals. Yeah. <laughs> and then I like knew like four songs that were on the list. Yeah. That was bad. And so the rest of the night it was just me <laughs> <laughs> just that, going up and down with the, <laughs>
1: that's how I feel with karaoke Like I'm so bad with lyrics of things I'm like oh yeah I know this song and then the lyrics start coming up and I'm like oh, I can never keep up with what's actually going on
0: well and I feel like uh, for me 75% of karaoke is the performance it's not necessarily <laughs> about like uh, you know singing or singing oh, yeah. well or whatever so I want to be able to sing it without looking at the lyrics so that I can really get into it like it's a rock and roll show
1: yeah for me, I just make a, a fool out of myself with yeah, it. Yeah, right,
0: dude. Our freaking-
1: uh, Oh, yeah, except for the one time we did Make Damn Sure. It was incredible. Yeah, Valentine's everybody, Day. Everybody Everybody. Can came. we
0: do a Mike Chem song, too? Uh
1: Yeah, we did uh Helena. Um, we also did in the, in the, the Minnesota vlog. We did. A, yeah, we
0: did that one. That was sick. <laughs> I man.
1: can't wait to vlog again. Like There is nothing I miss more content-wise than vlogging. Like, yeah. If you're wondering why on my channel vlogs have disappeared recently, what am I going to vlog about? I mean, we did the pizza thing. If you want to count that as a vlog. But, like, where am I going to go? You want me to go outside and just freeze and just show you, like, here's a bunch of snow. M- maybe I'll do that, but I'm I'm telling you, you're going to get bored of that real quick.
0: Well, because I think, didn't you, you – you and I talked about this off, off the podcast, but you wanted to make your uh, vlogs even a little more eventful because last year – we started off being like, we're going to go to different places, vlog different things, and I was, like, really pumped about them. But then the pandemic hit, and it was like, <laughs> all right, you want to go for a walk to the
1: lake, and we'll Dude, just vlog it? it? It makes me so infuriated. Like, everything I wanted to do in 2020. Now, I know I'm not alone with yeah. this. Like, I'll, pretty much everyone can has the same story. But it is so frustrating when I just want to, like, go out and, and vlog. Like, the thing – I didn't even like the idea of vlogging initially until I realized that one, it's just, it pushes you to want to go do fun stuff, which is great. And then when you go do and do that fun stuff, when you feel like you're not being productive, now you can do that fun stuff and be productive. So it's like, you get that double benefit of doing it. And at some point I'd like to go drive around the country and just vlog about the journey. And I feel like that could make some really good content and it would be fun.
0: Yeah. I well, that's what the whole reason I brought my car was like <laughs> we were gonna be like let's go on some road trips. We'll go to different uh, areas. Uh, we did talk about possibly taking a trip down to Florida eventually. Um, I, I would love to see Galaxy's Edge, the Star Wars place. It's amazing. We have to go. Yes, I want to go so bad. We could definitely vlog that once. That's. A-
1: I was oh. I was like there like right before the pandemic. I know. Like th- I remember. Thankfully, that. I will say I'm super super thankful that I made that trip. I literally was in Disney world on like in March of 2020 before all the pandemic stuff happened. Yeah. And, uh, I think, I think it was like one, one week later, it was within like 10 days of when Disney world shut down because of the pandemic, like it was that close. I know. I I remember even like not really
0: knowing much about the pandemic back then. And, being like, should I be concerned that you're there during the, or like, are, are you okay? Are you going to be all right? Uh-huh. And I think, didn't you say, like, your parents got a cold or something? And
1: Oh, yeah. To this day, like, it is, both of my parents right after that got, like, very sick. And, like, what some of the most sick they've ever been before. And we don't know if it was COVID. Like, my, my mom did get the antibody test and it came back as like negative there was no antibodies or anything so as far as we know she never got it but they were weird like qu- coincidentally they were very sick right after that i didn't get anything and neither did my brother but they did
0: you know that comedian Nate bargazzi that i i reference every once in a while
1: uh, not by name <laughs> okay well i watched one of his most
0: recent stand up things and he was actually talking about i love how everybody thinks Every, anytime you talk to somebody about COVID, they're like, "Yeah, I think I got it back in February. I, I, I was having some sniffles. I was yeah. sneezing for like a week. I think I think I got it." <laughs>
1: Everyone does say that. I know, That's so. why I was like, mm, "Are you sure about this?" But yeah.
0: I mean, I I really don't know. And I I think I got sick. I don't know if you remember. There were I took a, like two days off of work, um, like pretty early on, and I just like slept all day. I had like a fever and. Uh, I think my boss was like, "Oh, there must be COVID and stuff. I don't think it was COVID. I just think, yeah, you know, sometimes you get sick, but Yeah,
1: that's that's a tough part cuz I I mean, I'd be lying if I didn't say that every time I think my nose is a little bit stuffy, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, where have I been lately? Yeah, like, I'm like doing like contact tracing in my head. I'm just thinking of every single place I've possibly been.
0: And if you've gone to any public places since the beginning of the pandemic, anytime you hear like a cough, you're just like, "What the hell's going on?"
1: Oh yeah, like, I, re- I remember sitting outside and just like at the park the one day, and this guy just kept coughing like really loud and wasn't covering his mouth, and I was like, "All right, yeah, oh man." As if there's like not a reason to be alarmed when someone's doing that right now. The best thing is gonna be
0: uh, when we no longer talk about COVID. Oh yeah, just
1: just un, just content that's not built around COVID in any way. It'll yeah, a great moment.
0: Even watching that comedian all he was talking about like his jokes were funny but they're all about the pandemic like i'm just sick and tired of hearing about this i want this to be done i want things to go back to normal in that sense and i'm you know it it, it was kind of like you know when when trump took office every comedian and their mother was now making jokes about trump and you know it was funny at first and it was just like you know i don't like the guy but do you have any other (laughs) stuff like i'm ready for some other stuff (laughs) And uh, that's how I'm feeling about the pandemic now. I'm just like, yeah, it was. Yeah, <laughs> we're all experiencing this. It's relatable. <laughs> Can we talk about something else, please?
1: That's probably the reason why I'm like all about the N64. I was like looking up like cool N64 collections, and I was like, <laughs> okay, maybe this is what my next move is. I don't know.
0: I do follow a couple streamers that like have. Uh, original copies of N64 games unopened in, like, glass cases. Yeah, yeah.
1: That, I, I, I literally watched, like, a bunch of those videos yesterday, and I was just like, you know, I probably don't need 20 Nintendo 64 systems, but, like, maybe. I don't know. Maybe I do. <laughs> well, that's what happened I mean, with Epic Duels. <laughs> Epic
0: Duels isn't made anymore. So uh, when I found a couple on eBay, I was like, I got to snatch these up while, while they're hot, you know? And uh, did I spend a couple hundred bucks for a... A board game, one that I already had, and then I got another one that was barely used? Yes, but I think it was worth it.
1: Oh, this is, I mean, this kind of actually connects to something that's been on my mind lately, which is I need to find ways to invest my money in things. I feel like I, I've, I, it's great that I save money, but I, I'm like I want to do something that sounds a little smarter than just, yeah, I put it into a savings account. I'm like, I need to get invested in the stock market, or maybe I need to buy Pokemon cards and hold on to them for a while. Like I've, I feel like I just I want to have some things that will build value over time. And by watching some of these I don't know I've been watching a lot of those like Pokemon unboxings and I'm not saying that all of a sudden I'm going to become a Pokemon unboxing guy, but just seeing how fast those are rising up in value and just thinking like, "Huh. That could be kind of fun. You can have the fun of opening them, create the content around them and then hold on to them and their value will actually go up. It's like what a great system that people like what Leonhard have built up. That's such a good idea.
0: Yeah. Well, I uh Ludwig Agrin, he's one of the streamers that I follow that he actually does a lot of this. And um some people were criticizing him for how much money he spent on Pokemon cards, and he's like criticize me all you want. I'm getting money from my Twitch streams where I do the unboxing, uh, whether people donate, subscribe, are watching, and I get ad revenue. I'm then turning into YouTube videos and I'm getting YouTube revenue from that. And then if I want to sell the card, I also <laughs> make a shit ton of money that way. So you guys can say, oh, you're spending too much money and all this stuff, but I'm making way more back and it's it's pretty much a... Uh, a non invest. Well, it's an investment, but it's just like all of his profits are like tripling. So I, that is a thing we have been talking about money a lot lately. And I, you know what? I hate that this is such an important thing, but I feel like I, the more that I think about it, you know, if this is the game that's being played, I want to be the best at the game. So it's like, maybe it's time to start thinking about things in a different manner. And, uh, you know, maybe th- that investment thing is something that uh, we'll be talking about a lot more uh, going forward on the podcast. You know, we're not. Neither of us are ec- uh, economists. You know, definitely not. Especially Brandon. Yeah, Brandon's, especially
1: Brandon doesn't get
0: economics. I don't at get all. economics. That's <laughs> that's a fact. But. You know, maybe uh, at the end of twenty twenty one, we'll be saying, "Now this guy gets economics, and you guys will look like fools."
1: Yeah, then it's gonna be like how I made fourteen revenue streams and bring in fourteen million dollars a month, and then people will be like, "Wow, how did he make fourteen oh million my gosh. a month?" That'd I, be real nice. I
0: would love to document if, like, we get a bunch of gold diggers coming <laughs> right when if we start making a bunch of money. Just seeing how how many offers we get. Or just like cousins coming out of the woodworks, like, yeah, you remember me from the family reunion back in uh, 96? <laughs> oh.
1: So they remember when you were a four year old kid? <laughs> they could. I don't know how
0: old they were. This is a random
1: thing. I mean, it's yes and, all right? Oh,
0: yes. And. Yes and.
1: Oh, yeah, okay. You're right. No, you're oh, right. Oh, my gosh. This guy doesn't know No,
0: that, improv. no that, w- that would be really you interesting. You've been hanging out with Winebox too much. You hate improv.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's, That's a, a yeah. callback
0: to a very old episode, but.
1: Yeah, that is Yeah that's weird That we've been doing this long enough We have like old episodes
0: I know And I don't remember Like any of them Yeah that. I remember like Little things Like how we had an episode About alcohol That no one ever heard Because yeah. the audio got fucked That's true
1: That's the only episode We actually scrapped completely
0: Yeah and then we had Another one like that The LaCroix episode Where <laughs> I literally re-recorded all of my audio <laughs> and yeah. I talked to uh, Slice of Rage And she said that um, she listened to that episode. She could not tell that it was. So, my acting jo- Dude. Maybe I should move to LA. Incredible
1: actors. I'm uh, moving to LA in some, in some way. It seems like not a bad idea. Everyone's moving out of California. I'll take the cheaper rent, move there, get the great weather. There you go. Okay. Okay. It's not that bad of an idea. Yeah. I'm moving to California. Like, everyone. It's so weird how everyone is moving out of California now. And I'm like, where are they all going? They can't all be going to Texas. Where's everyone going right now? Not Chicago, from what I could tell.
0: No, but I was uh, watching. I've been mean, watching streams a lot lately since I started streaming more, and uh, IRL streams have gone on the decline. Obviously, since the pandemic, once that stuff opens up, I feel like maybe we can make Chicago a hotspot again. If we do some IRL streams Ooh. and show them what the city is about.
1: Yeah, that's that's the thing is you got to find that that uh, hole in the market, and right now. I don't. I don't know if we're there. We're we, we're working on. We're
0: it. We're having a hard time finding the hole, and we've been kind of just peering around the hole, just poking, watching the prodding. movie
1: holes, reading the book.
0: Yeah, and you know, I, I think we've gone in the hole for a, a time or two. You know, we've just just a tiny bit, but uh, and then we kind of lose the hole. It's it's tough. You know, it's it's an unknown around here, and we're trying our best, but we'll get there eventually.
1: Yeah, we we may need a little bit of help from Elon Musk So Elon Musk, 513-427-EMG5 We know you're a <laughs> fan, so I
0: actually saw the H3 <laughs> podcast Trisha said that Brad
1: Pitt listens to oh, their yeah, show yeah.
0: So I was like, we actually made the joke one time That I think Brad Pitt <laughs> listens to our show
1: Hey, uh, yeah, Brad Pitt, a uh, huge fan I uh, just wanted to know, uh, where does Brandon get that shirt from? <laughs> this is my crime fighting shirt yeah, that would be pretty funny if we had like one, like weirdly big person who just watches the podcast.
0: Yeah, just like someone who <laughs> had, we had no idea. I I do wonder how many like small content creators get on like big people's radar. Probably not a lot, right? I,
1: no, because I, I feel think like
0: so. if I was like a really successful person, I'd probably be paying attention to
1: the other really successful people, right? Yeah, yeah, because I even think about like for me. A lot of times, I feel like, I I will watch content that's probably like closer in like subscriber total than my own. So I wonder. I guess yeah, I guess I kind of wonder what they do. They probably do pay attention to all the bigger ones, and they probably rarely ever even know of smaller content creators.
0: I wonder if you're gonna see something that you saw with music, where bigger artists sometimes would like go to local bars or like this was very rare, but it would, it did happen a couple times and there was lawsuits over it. They would hear a song from somebody and they would steal it because they were so small. They're like, no one's going to know that I stole this song from a smaller artist. Wow. I wonder if you'll ever see that within the content creation world where like, like let's just take live streaming. For instance, if you have like a huge streamer and they are, they spend their time like looking at, you know, up and coming streams or smaller streams and just seeing, you know, cause some people have really good ideas. I watch a couple streamers that are like, wow, these are really entertaining streams and I don't see anybody else doing stuff like this. Mm-hmm. I wonder if, um, you'll see that and then there'll be any like litigation over it or anything. I don't know, but I'd be curious, but yeah, probably not on their radar that much.
1: Yeah, probably not a whole lot. We got some questions we're going to do. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Let's do a, uh Let's do a handful of questions here that we got uh, written in.
0: We, uh, we always appreciate you guys when you participate with us. And uh, halfway through the episode, might as well uh, get to those, those questions with
1: incredible answers. If you only had two questions to ask someone to use to know them fully, what would they be? Mm, do you know? Off the top I guess ones. it kind of depends on how specific these questions can be. But one of the ones I always say is what music do you listen to?
0: Hmm.
1: And I say that because even the answer when someone says, well, like I listen to a little bit of everything is a huge, like, like it's a very uncreative answer. So right away, I'm just like, all right, that's bland."
0: I got asked by someone. I got asked a good question by someone, although you could probably just lie about it, but they asked me it what would your friends say your best quality is? I thought that was an interesting question because then I had to like Hmm. put my perspective in the people around me as opposed to like maybe what I like the most or maybe, you know, thinking about just what people have said to me that
1: they appreciate. That's a really good one. That's my second one. That's a really good one. I'm just going to take it. (laughs) That's fine. And then (laughs) what else
0: would I want to know? Um, Maybe what what do you think your purpose in life is? I mean it's a deep one, but I feel like I feel like you could get a lot out of someone from asking that like you know just uh, building a family or you know uh, could probably get some religion you could tell if someone's really religious from that. You could probably be like the ambitious person or they like to kind of stay in their comfort
1: zone. So maybe those two for me. Yeah, that's actually a really good one. That's my second one, actually. <laughs> you just do both of them. <laughs> my- <laughs> those are really good. Perfect. Okay. Expectations for the upcoming spring slash summer season in the city.
0: Hmm. Well, you know me. I'm a big drinker, so spring break. I I can't even create expectations because I know I'm going to blow them out
1: of the water with how crazy I get. That's a really funny joke. Yeah, thanks. Um,
0: Well, we're still waiting on Jess to get that friend with a boat so that we can go on Mm. a boat. Um, But honestly, I'm trying not to have expectations because the, the more I think about it, the more I feel like expectations are the root of all evil. (laughs)
1: I definitely get where you're coming from because of how every expectation I feel like I've I've had over the last year. I just, as being a leaning, uh, as an optimist, like I'm I'm somewhere between a realist and an optimist, I think I've always felt like, you know, the pandemic, it sucks right now, but you know, in a few months it's going to be better. And I just kept feeling like it was just bad news, bad news, bad. It was just like one thing after another. So I will say I'm going to have lower expectations than normal this spring and summer. But if, if I were to be completely honest of what I actually think, I do think we will see a noticeable uh, difference in how things feel this year versus last year. It's going to feel a lot more f- like freeing, like a lot less like uh, s- stressing out. I think people are going to be a little bit more relaxed because hopefully at that point we'll have enough vaccinations And the numbers will be low enough that people will actually feel like we're in the clear, if you want to say.
0: I really hope that this isn't what happens. But a huge thing I'm nervous about is people having that Mm -hmm. hope, that attitude, thinking that it's going to be better. And then it doesn't get better. And so it actually gets way worse because we were expecting or hoping that it was going to get better. Yeah. Or like thinking that oh, finally we're going to get back to normal and then... Like new strands come out, and the the vaccine isn't doing enough, or whatever. I
1: that's my biggest worry for yeah. sure. If I was gonna be honest, that's my biggest worry. I just I, I'm hoping that it's it's okay. But I mean, you're right. At this point, I'm gonna uh, my expectations. I've, I'm lowering them a bit because I, I don't I don't want that to happen, and then just feel completely destroyed about what's going on. Yeah, because last year was tough. Was I was I was optimistic that last summer was gonna be. And it wasn't like last summer was the best part of last year in terms of the pandemic, in terms of like the restrictions and the death toll and all that stuff. But still it was not ideal at all. And I hope that this year it's much better. Like, I mean, I have, I have my three, um, I have three grandparents that are still living and all three of them got their first COVID vaccine, which was, I mean, it's, it's a good sign. And like, I have a friend, if my friend group back home who got his first, um, COVID shot or COVID vaccine shot. Um, like it's people, I'm starting to know a lot more people who have gotten the vaccine, which is making me feel a bit better.
0: Yeah, no, that is, I mean, it is good. And I, I don't mean to be all doom and gloom. I, I, this is, I don't want that to have, I mean, I don't think anyone thought I wanted that to happen, but I, I, I really hope that that's not the outcome, but I just, knowing how expectations can turn real bad quickly, I think everybody's fed up with how things have been, and now that there might be some hope for a light at the end of the tunnel, that's just a worry that I have. Um, But let's just hope that it does uh, get there get to a place where things are normal again in that sense. And uh, that's
1: all you can hope for. I think we're, we're at this point, we're probably pretty obligated to talk about how that Super Bowl win, right? Was that all the questions that we had? I mean, yeah, that was all the questions we got. So we're going to talk about, you know,
0: yeah, that was a crazy game, but you predicted the, the bucks to win. You got it right.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, I could just, I could tell that the fire was in Tom Brady's eyes from the, from the start of the game he uh he seeks world domination and destruction of the chiefs and uh after that that halftime 24-17 i know i know that the buccaneers were down but i i saw that tom brady just wasn't having it and uh, mahomes was uh, he was rattled
0: he well i think that uh, a couple years ago there was uh, i think an afc championship game patriots against the chiefs and Patrick Holmes was this close to uh, to, to winning that one. Um, if it wasn't for an offsides on the defense, they probably would have won it. And uh, I think that he probably went in with an extra chip on his shoulder, and sometimes that can be your downfall. And uh, they came out hot, but you can't underestimate Tom Brady. I mean, that throw on the sideline to uh, Antonio Brown was nuts. And crazy to think about Antonio Brown after all he's been through makes a – you know, true redemption and, story. True redemption story. Well, uh, not personally, but you know, as a football player, guy coming back in and ends up making one of the biggest plays. And uh, Tom Brady fought to get him on the team. So I mean, that that was huge. And then uh, that hail mary at the end. Like, how, what a what a better way to is, is there a better way to end the biggest game of the year than one of the most iconic plays of all time?
1: No, that's got to be the best the best play in football history. And honestly. Can you not see why Tom Brady should probably just go out on top? But I bet he won't. I bet he won't. I bet he'll be back next year just as hungry.
0: Guaranteed he's coming back next year. And, uh, you know, I think Patrick Mahomes might retire after that interception in the fourth quarter. I so. heard he
1: was quoted at, at the game or after the game literally saying, I'm going to have to retire after this. Yeah, it was pretty embarrassing. So,
0: But it was a fun game. We had a good time. Um, tons of strippers. And uh, lots of pizza. Those are our two favorite things. Strippers so we and pizza. That's really capitalize on that. I actually wonder how
1: the stripper market
0: is with COVID.
1: Probably not. Probably not good. Probably not great. Probably not good like the uh, Chiefs defense. You Do know you think I mean? that when they. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. is just like the, the Chiefs defense. And. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Oh, man. But I do wonder, do they take off all of their clothes but then leave the mask on?
1: <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> this, uh, or is that, like, extra? Like, an extra tip is for them to take their mask off. So you can tell we're, we're definitely not in this scene because <laughs> we have no idea. I have zero idea. I mean, I would guess they just get COVID tests, but I, I I, really don't know. Well, porn stars have to get STD tests all the time, so
0: I wonder if they have to also get COVID I tests. What a brutal life. Probably that's that's you get tested all the time.
1: Yeah, oh my God. just not what it used to be. I mean, sometimes you, you have career tests. changes. You could never be a part. Dude, student. I was real bad at just testing in general. I got an F in every single Spanish te- Spanish two test in high school. Did you pass the class? I did. I passed the class How? because I did the homework. So I would, well, I kind of did though. <laughs> I did the homework, but not well. But all they needed to do, all you needed to do was show that you you tried. So I got to see. That's my
0: favorite. Well, (laughs) what a half-ass way of of learning. It's just like all these classes where you get these half-ass grades. I remember when I was in my master's program, part um, part of the grade was we had one final paper, and it was literally turning in your rough draft for that paper. Like you got graded five times on the same paper, but the first four times were all rough drafts. And I think I get the idea of it. It's like, oh, there's only one paper, and this way you don't have to procrastinate. But I was just like, Jesus, just fucking let me write one paper and be done with it. What, I got to write the same paper five different times because you said it needs to be a little better here, and I got to get graded on all of them? I, when I took that class, I didn't write them the first three times, and then I just turned it in, in the end. I got an A on it. Dude, what do you know? <laughs> so I didn't fucking turn it in the first four times or whatever, and I still got an A on it. So what the fuck was, were those grades for? I just get zeros because I was lazy. Stupid.
1: My, one of my least favorite things in school was when you had to write papers, but you couldn't write it You had to do like spend all this time outlining what you were going to write, and then I would get graded on my outline, and I'm like, C- can you just let me write this? Yeah. Like I don't like writing the outline. I just want to write the paper. I, I know where I want to go with this, and it's like, what did you think about the box over here? And I'm like, no, I no, I didn't. That's not how my mind works. I like, I don't, I mean, maybe there's something to be said. Maybe I should be more organized with certain things that I do, but there's sometimes where like, you just know what you want to say. Like, I don't need to have all these steps in between.
0: I had an AP English class once um, that you had to annotate novels. You know what annotations oh, are? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking brutal Yeah I had to do that too I I, I already hated reading the books that we had to read And then you're telling me how to go through And write these uh,
1: Very specific detailed notes Frick that dude Yeah I used to get graded on that I took a class on science fiction And I had to have like annotations in there
0: Wait the class was just science fiction?
1: It was like an English class that was just science fiction That's sick actually No it was It was like one of my favorite classes that I took I took a couple creative writing classes Those were really
0: fun did you ever take that? Mm,
1: do you like to no. write? No, I like to write. Yeah, yeah. Write it like, it's weird because I'm really bad with grammar in writing, but I do like to write. Like I, the grammar part is just not my strength.
0: <laughs> I wrote this one story. It was really dramatic. Uh, it was. It took place in I think like the the 20s, and this guy moved into town. He was actually a bank robber. And he would move from town to town, uh, robbing banks. But he would kind of stake them out. And he met a girl, and they fell in love. But he was always kind of distant. And then one day he was just gone. And then the idea was that she found on, uh, uh, like in the paper, that the guy, that this guy was, he ended up getting caught because he. He just wasn't as focused on his job ever since he fell in love with her. And so he went to the next town to, to rob a bank. He got caught. She found out um, in the newspaper that it was him and hung herself. That was the end of my story.
1: That's that's
0: pretty depressing. It was depressing. That was my junior year of high school. I was already a depressing guy.
1: Wow. <laughs> Everyone I thought
0: I was the, the optimist, but I'm writing stories about women <laughs> killing themselves over their bank robber boyfriends. Wow.
1: I mean, we were all a little uh, emotional in high school, for sure. Oh, emotional? Yeah. That's what you're going to call it?
0: Just invalidate me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. No. You always <laughs> make me look like the bad guy.
1: I'm tired <laughs> of you always making me out to be the bad guy in the show. Dude, I'm
0: tired of us making out.
1: Dude. <laughs> Tony, what, what are we trying to do? Recreate another intro to the podcast <laughs> episode? <laughs> Get out of here. Uh, we're not yeah, trying to do that again. We,
0: we always do the, when we're like testing the mics and stuff, we always do these crazy like intro things. And uh, we're always like, uh, I hope that these never get <laughs> like posted by accident or something. We did have a, we, uh before before Christmas, we did a, a, the first episode where um we had a little bit of our intro banter oh, yeah, before yeah. the thing. What what did you think about that? Did you like that?
1: I think it's cool. I think we should do that every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Because I like that kind of stuff. I like honestly th- one of the things I like the most about podcasting is it just it is the most like free uh, of like any type of content. Like you literally just like even even our shows have become like so not scripted over time, which I can see at times where it could be a bad thing. I like to think that usually when we get too far derailed, we can kind of hone it back in. But I like I like adding that little touch of making it feel less like a podcast and just more like a couple guys hanging out.
0: Another thing that we could do is I see some podcasts doing this and I'm, I'm talking about this on the podcast. Cause if you guys have any, uh, you know, thoughts on this, we'd love to hear your insight. Um, but sometimes podcasts will take a clip from the episode as a sort of like trailer to the episode. Mm, yeah.
1: Yeah. Impulsive beak. does that The yeah. podcast.
0: We could do that if, uh, you know, like one of our highlight clips, something that I could just throw at the beginning of the episode, and then uh, that actually would work as for editing too. Because then, if I took the highlight clip and I put it at the beginning, I could then edit out the rest of the show. Uh, Never, no, I don't need to talk about this. No, we need to know every one of these <laughs> thoughts. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so when I'm in
0: Adobe Premiere Pro, I can do the cut tool, and then I could move that. <laughs> yeah, this is really fun to listen to. How, how's your... Uh, don't you have new editing software? Yeah, I, I
1: have Final Cut Pro. How's that it's going? Awesome. It's awesome. What I like about it is it literally is like iMovie, but just more advanced version. So the learning curve... I, I, I've I used Final Cut before, so this wasn't like all new to me. But um, as, as someone who's used... Um, I've used Final Cut, I've used iMovie, I've used Adobe Premiere, and I've used EDIUS before. And this was definitely um final cut now is my favorite just because it's it's really easy to use as someone who uses mac and uh, using imovie for a while like it's just it's very user friendly and i don't do anything overly complicated i think adobe premiere you can do a little bit more than you can do on final cut but it's not like stuff that i really do anyway so for me final cut is perfect
0: yeah, if you've ever seen any of my YouTube videos, they're, like, really cinematic, like, <laughs> insane editing skills. It's like, wait, is this Inception? And, you know, it's just me really getting into the nitty-gritty of a, uh, Adobe Premiere.
1: Dude, I get, I really do get uh, mind-blown by seeing some people's editing on YouTube. I'm just like, how do people even have the time to do this? And how do they even think to add all these moving parts? Because, that, I mean, I'll be honest, that's one of my weaknesses. Like, I think... I'm a competent video editor. Like I know how to do the basics, and I think what I've gotten way better at is cutting out the stuff I don't need in them. But some people, they just like, they just get it, and they just have all of these little parts, and you're just like, it's all over the place. And I know if you're a full-time YouTuber, it's way easier. You can just pay someone to do it. But as someone who is not a full-time YouTuber and who just tries to get out a video or two every week, I have no idea how, like how people do this. Well,
0: thing. I think a lot of those have like actual. You know people who do that for a living, who then edit for multiple YouTubers. See, it's a it's a, a funny thing to to watch with certain YouTubers if if you know who their editor is. Sometimes I like to try to figure out if I can tell that it's the same editor to see if they. like... <laughs>
1: have you ever noticed like the same? Stuff I before? haven't.
0: And there's a, there's this channel that I watch called Funhouse, and they have like a rotating group of editors, and uh, I like. I, I'm just not savvy enough to be like, oh, that's Autumn was editing that video, yeah. or John was editing that video. But uh, they they used to make references to it. It's like, can you figure out who edited this video? And I, I'm always curious because I know that some of those YouTube, like the big ones, they'll they will kind of share the same editor mm-hmm. and be like, oh, this guy's really good for me you know, have them do your stuff.
1: I feel like theoretically you probably shouldn't be able to tell though. Cause you'd think that they would want to make it feel like right. very custom to that person. Well, yeah,
0: because then it's like, is it the personality of the editor or are you conveying the personality of the person that you should be conveying, which is the, you know, entertainer, but yeah, I don't know.
1: Well, really good editing does make a big difference. Like for mm-hmm. me, part of the reason why I feel like I need to be, especially on my a game and my YouTube mm-hmm. videos is because I don't offer much else other than just my perspective on things. So if I'm not entertaining just as me, I'm not going to get too far on my YouTube channel because I'm not doing, there's not too much else going on there. But I think that's fine. I think think that's an important part of being a content creator is figuring out what do you like to do the most? What are you the best at? And then how do you maximize giving people the best version of yourself?
0: Well, one thing I don't really know about your behind-the-scenes process is how much of what you record do you end up cutting out, would you say?
1: It really depends. I will say here, here's a very noticeable difference. If you've been watching my videos in 2021, I would say um, I've been especially cutting out content because I don't think I actually record any less. And now my videos – so I, previously my videos were oftentimes I would shoot for around 10 minutes. So they would be in that general ballpark of like 8 to 12 to 15-ish minutes. Now, a lot of my most recent videos are like more in that 6 to 8-minute range. And that's been a total conscious effort to do that. It's not to say that all my videos are going to be like that, but I've been recording probably mm, maybe as like 18 to 20 minutes and then cutting it down in like 7 minutes. So there's a lot of things that are getting chopped on the videos now, especially just because when I'm, uh, the thing I'm really focused on in 2021 is the watch time. Like what percentage of the video am I getting people to watch? Because if I just think about it that way, then I just, whenever I'm editing it, I'm like, okay, this part isn't that interesting. I have a tendency to be very wordy at times on things when I'm like, people, people know where I'm going with this. I don't need to say it. Like people get the, the gist of it. So I would say, to the short answer of how much of it I cut, probably at least half is a normal amount nowadays. Gotcha.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, like, I edit the podcast, but it's it's pretty minimal editing. Like, I just let us, our conversation drive it. If there's anything that we talk about afterwards, like, hey, don't have that on, or, you know, um, there have been times when it's just been like, uh, should I say it? Like, I think I might have, like, uh, you know, talked about my sister or something and said her name. And I think I edited that out once or, you know, stuff like that. Um, But uh, I, I always wonder if, you know, you have those moments where you're like, what the hell was I saying here? I got to edit this part out.
1: (laughs) Yeah. One of the worst things about me, and you can see it on the podcast, so it's not really a surprise is I can definitely articulate what I'm saying, but I definitely trip over my words more than I should. I just, I just zone out sometimes, like in the middle of me even talking, and then I just lose my spot. So I've noticed that being a little bit more scripted in my videos now, because uh, I have, I've realized like I have the time to be a little bit more scripted. It's making it's like helping me not have to cut as much in certain places where I it would take me a bunch of times just to get it. Now I'm just like, okay.
0: Well, I'm actually surprised that. You are, I mean, I made a joke a couple times on Instagram where when we were doing our podcast virtually, I would be editing and I would watch you zone out. Um, and so I would, <laughs> I would video that and then <laughs> post it on my story because it was just so funny to me. But I feel like you're pretty, I mean, I zone out sometimes too. Like I've listened to a couple times where you've said something and then I end up saying either pretty much the same thing that you just said and I'm just like brandon what the fuck you must have zoned out there but you know for your uh, concern with that it seems like you do a pretty damn good job in this long of a format do you what do you think about this podcast allows you to do it or you know do you think that i guess for anybody who might Uh, Go through that. Like, what are some things that you do to help yourself with
1: this process? This is a very interesting question because I asked this to myself recently because I kind of felt that. So, there's there's a couple things I could say to this. One, the adrenaline of doing anything, I always focus better when there's adrenaline. Like, if you put me in the spot and I have to give a presentation and I have to know a lot of stuff, the adrenaline, I just tend to rise to the occasion. That's just like. However, I'm like, like my DNA or however I'm built, I just, that tends to be a lot of times what happens, but there's also a second part of this, which is I know myself so well that over the course of a day, I'm a very productive person. If you were to sit and monitor me over the course of a day or over the course of the week in terms of all the stuff that I get done and I'm able to do it because I don't ever like take four hours and just go nonstop for four hours. I I'm not going to think about anything else. I'm only going to eat, sleep, sleep and breathe this specific thing for four hours and nothing else. Like I don't do that to myself because I get burned out if I am so hyper focused for this, like uh, too long of a time. So what I do is I like, I work in spurts. Like if I've got 10 minutes where I can just uh, super focus on it and then five minutes, I take a step back and then I pay attention to when I don't need to use as much energy, then I can dial back a bit. So if I can tell like you're having like a, like you're going to go into a point for a little bit longer, I will sometimes like take a step back and be like, I don't need to get every single word that he's saying right now. Mm. I can like, just like kind of like almost zone out for a tiny bit, just like let you do your part. And then I can, at this point I'm so accustomed to how you speak and just how we do the show. They're like, I can come back in and know pretty much everything that you just said, which is really weird. I probably would struggle a lot more if you put me on a show with someone I didn't know as well as you, because I bet I would be a little bit more like I just missed that or something. But like, I don't really do that with you because I already have like a basic idea as to what you're going to say.
0: Yeah. And we talk so much that you, like you just referenced, you probably know my mannerisms, you Mm -hmm. know, my inflections. So that, that, that's very interesting. Yeah, I was just thinking about that because I, I mean, it's not like, I don't ever mean to make it seem like, oh, you just zone out all the time and mm-hmm. I never do. I definitely have that happen. So, But I, I know that that's something that you've been vocal about or oh, uh, yeah. you've talked about uh, struggling with that. So I was just curious how um, how you battle it or if you, how like conscious you are of, of that thing. So that's interesting to hear that you actually have about that and it's and that's kind of how like people say to like when you're in school that's what the way that you listen to me is a similar way of they like they're like don't read the whole textbook just mm-hmm. like you know read the beginning of a sentence read the end or in be- the begin read the beginning of a paragraph read the end of a paragraph read everything that's bold font read everything that's highlighted and then You know, if there's like a summary for a chapter or something, read that. And then you don't have to spend all this time reading the entire text Um, because there is a lot of, you know, for as good as either of us can be at articulating, it's not like we don't ever get wordy. So there's probably a lot of information that you can tune out to and still get the thesis of what I'm trying to say.
1: Yeah. At a certain point in time when you don't have the world's greatest focus, you just have to find ways around it like you got to find ways that you can maximize the times that you do focus mm-hmm. and then make the times that you don't focus as much at the right times and that's what is helpful about like much mat- just maturing in general as instead of freaking out which i would do when i was younger like oh my god if i'm not paying attention to every single thing that's being said right now i'm gonna fail out of this class but then you, know, you go through enough classes and you're like oh you know what i i guess it's okay <laughs> like i don't have to read every word of this and i can kind of figure it out so that's I just think that's part of also just the maturing process in general.
0: Yeah, definitely. Well, and I think this is a good, um, point is just like really, I think a huge part of life and this is maybe cliche or you hear it all the time, but really getting to know yourself and paying attention to yourself. I was thinking about this, uh, recently with myself, cause I feel like over the years I have been really paying attention to how I tick. And I think it's helped me a lot. Like a huge reason why I moved to Chicago was I was like, I need to be doing this creative stuff as a priority because that's just who I am as a person. And, you know, even if I am not the most successful with it, I feel so much happier to have this stuff as a part of my life. Like I can't, I can't believe I ever didn't, you know? And, um, but I was just thinking about like, I was thinking about how sometimes I can like sacrifice, uh, you know, taking care of myself or something to like be there for another person or to uh, not even for other people, but to like get something done that, you know, might have a deadline or, you know, whatever the case may be. And I, there are so many times in my life, I remember getting into this mindset of like, don't worry, I can handle it. And it's, it's a, a nice idea, but it's like, I'm still human. You know, I still have limits, and I'm I'm starting to really hone in on that perspective my in my within myself because I think a lot of, I hear a lot of people say this. I don't worry, I'll take care of it. I'll handle it, um, whatever. And then they end up just like burning out or bending over backwards for a situation and and not, uh, you know, doing what they have to to, um, uh, you know, feel healthy and and approach things in a healthy manner and stuff. And I think it ends up. Uh, being more detrimental for you down the line. Um, I've been thinking about uh, about this a lot with my sleep lately specifically because it's been so bad. But part of the reason it's been bad is because I've been trying to do so many things. And I'm like, I need to know my limits in order to be the best I can be.
1: Yeah, we had to go talk about sleep, how sleeping is such an important part of getting your, first off, your mental health in a good place, but your physical health in a good place. And it just it makes you more productive once you really take a hold of your sleep cycle.
0: Oh, 100%. And I know that you have been really good about like just having a uh, consistent sleep cycle, and so I I really appreciated you talking to me about how you handle it, and I've been trying to um, use those uh, things uh with, with my own sleep schedule. Now I haven't been perfect with it, you know, since we talked about it, I've had a couple times where I still tried to lay down at uh, a certain time and not take naps during the day, but I still lay down and I'm like restless. But I think it's one of those things you just got to be patient with yourself because if you get impatient with it and then you just like resort back to what you've been doing, I almost feel like it's, it's e- even worse for you than it was what you're doing before because you're setting yourself back. You're not being patient with yourself. You're doubting yourself. You're doubting your, you know, the, the ability, the capacity to develop good habits. It's just a whole thing.
1: Yeah. And I'm pretty much over the, I I think people probably consider the way that I do my sleep cycle, maybe slightly over the top because I set an alarm every single day, no matter like what I, I don't, I just, I don't like sleeping in. So I always make sure that I, I get an adequate amount of sleep, but not too much sleep. If I take a nap at all, it's only for 15 minutes. And I set like three alarms to make sure that I don't overdo that amount of sleep. And I don't know for me, it works. Everyone's a little bit different, but
0: yeah, no, you're right. And I, but that's uh, again, to the point of just like paying attention to yourself. Like you can listen to advice from a ton of people. And, um, what was that uh, text that I sent you? Uh,
1: Oh phone. yeah, that was uh, the quote. It was like, uh,
0: don't, um, I can, it was like something about I imagination. Pull yeah, you pulled it up real quick. Because um, I was just thinking, there is a balance between like finding yourself and listening to advice.
1: Yeah, I got yeah. it. Um, Never be limited by other people's limited imaginations. If you adopt their attitudes, then the possibility won't exist because you'll have already shut it out. You can hear other people's wisdom, but you've got to reevaluate the world for yourself. And it's someone named Mae Jemison.
0: Yeah. I I just really liked that. And I, I remember what we were talking about um, around that time, but I was just like, you know, even when you and I talk, you know, I hope that some of the stuff you filter out uh, because when I come, you know, I might try to be as objective as possible in, in any of our conversations, but um, there's also ways that I see the world and and things that I believe will be successful and so um, you need to maybe you hear it a certain way and then you find out which bits and pieces you um, you know think are applicable to you and I think that uh, that can that can go for pretty much anything you get, you have to find your own way with that no one's going to be able to give you the That's the thing with a lot of these self-help coaches and these books and stuff. Some things I feel like people are just looking for all the answers to live life perfectly. And it's just like, it's not going to happen. You got to, especially because no one knows your specific unique perspective. You have to find that within yourself.
1: Uh, Yeah, that's huge. When I was, before I started YouTube, I spent a lot of time watching YouTubers talk about like whatever the meaning of life or uh, personal finance and just, how do you become this really successful person? And I watch all these videos and I didn't ever put myself out there to actually do things. And I feel like I'd watch so much of that stuff that I just had all these different ideas in my head. I'm like, I don't even know where to start. Like it was a very overwhelming feeling. So sometimes I like just being really focused in on doing content and not watching all that stuff because I do feel like, yeah, that stuff can be helpful, but you hear so many different opinions and you're pulled in so many different directions where it's like, I, I don't know. I just need to start doing stuff. I, I I don't know how how many of these like Ty Lopez rants I need to listen to before I just realize that either this guy's crazy or that this doesn't even apply to what I'm doing in my life. I don't need a, I don't need books in my garage. <laughs> You've been a big <laughs> Ty
0: Lopez guy lately. I don't know what you're doing.
1: I, I I'm I'm really just like bringing back Ty Lopez. I guess I, don't, I never even <laughs> liked Ty Lopez. Uh, I I I looked him up someone recently. He's definitely like. Like he puts out videos, so he'll get like twenty thousand views and stuff. Mm-hmm. But like he doesn't get those huge numbers that he used to get back in the day, mostly because he's not fun to listen to. Like I, I tried to listen to him a little bit, and I was like, "This is boring." Like he's not. But he, but he was always like that. He was never all that interesting. He was just like, "Hey, yeah, look at here's my garage. Here's my house. Look at all these very attractive women." I read forty books yesterday, and it's like, "What? How does this all fit together?" How did this man become so successful? Because normally, people who are really successful like that, who have, like, millions of dollars and, like, the car and all this stuff, I can kind of look at it and be like, okay, they're very charismatic. They're very good-looking. You could just, like, there's certain things you can tell. And with him, I'm just like, this kind of guy sort of feels like he just rented all of this stuff and just shot a few videos, and people were so baffled that they just started paying attention. Not saying he's, like... Like horrible or anything, but like I, I don't know.
0: I, I'm honestly sick of the Ty Lopez slander on this podcast. <laughs> I, this guy is a hero and a national <laughs> treasure, and you just come on here and you disrespect his name. Hey Ty, we'll get you on the show.
1: We'll do a spotlight episode. <laughs> what if he's we'll one, one of the back. guys
0: that one of the big guys that listens to us? <laughs> we
1: we we bring back the spotlight segment just to get Ty Lopez on you. Uh, I mean, I'll do it. Five one three four two seven EMG five. Give us a call, Ty.
0: Give us a call. Call a cal. <laughs> give us a calorie. What?
1: I, I take it you probably don't ever watch like guru videos or anything not even for like no. just entertainment or anything. Like
0: I sometimes I want to watch Russell Brand cuz I like mm-hmm. I like him talking. Like I like what he has to say. He he has some different perspectives than I do. But uh I don't know. Like I I might be a little too one of my personality traits uh is independent to a fault. So I think that sometimes I think it can come across like I Like I don't, I, I'm unable to take constructive criticism, but it's not even that I don't want to take constructive criticism. It's just, I like want to be in charge of my life. So if I didn't ask for it, I don't need it. And I, I, I don't think that that's a good perspective by but that's just like, that's my initial urge and reaction. So I don't outwardly seek, um, a lot of that stuff. Now I'll research like how to make an edit on Adobe Premiere Pro, but I like, you know, in terms of like self-help stuff, I typically don't, uh,
1: don't that's get that's, into why, it that that's much. just why you're so incredible. Exactly. He doesn't yeah. need to do it. Or he's from incredible. another
0: perspective, I why I am a piece of shit because yeah. I don't. Listen. You be the judge. Let us know in the comments. Let what us you know in the <laughs> comments if I am incredible or a piece of shit. Thank you guys so much Appreciate There's
1: it. absolutely no middle ground in this. Yeah.
0: Black and white. <laughs> anything else that you uh, want to, Final thoughts or uh, uh, do you have anything uh, else you want to say about this?
1: No. Any more
0: Ty Lopez slander?
1: No, no more no, definitely not that. We we covered that. A little bit too much. It hit hit a definite uh, overload. <laughs> um, no, not particularly. I just uh, I finally got four Nintendo 64 controllers. So at some point when I can actually hang out with four people and make four friends or three friends, I guess. <laughs> no, I no you it. make four friends and you just watch them. Play. I just watch my four friends play.
0: <laughs> you make f- it's one of those show, the, the situations where you make four friends, but they actually aren't friends with you. They just want to play your N64. Oh, no and so like you guys want to come over and play They're like yeah yeah we'll come play and then you're like all right which control no you yeah you guys play this round and then you just end up sitting out the entire night
1: i always felt really bad for people who actually like got used like for their stuff oh, like yeah. growing up like that yeah there's some people like you could just tell it like, they're not actually fun but they had like a really cool scooter or something you're like oh yeah dude let's go use your electric scooter or something I, like
0: that <laughs> i did i remember in third grade i had a friend kind of like that who like he had uh wwe for playstation <laughs> and uh he wasn't my favorite kid but he had wwe for playstation so i hung out with him a couple times
1: no i i get that i
0: was a bad guy
1: yeah you know you've come a long way and it, but definitely you didn't even need any of those videos ty lopez didn't need to say a single thing to you f-
0: yeah fuck ty lopez and no, i'm not johnny cut that <laughs> out
1: this is the ty lopez episode
0: Nice. All right. Well, if you guys have any thoughts, comments, or questions, if you think I'm a piece of shit or you think I'm incredible, you can definitely let us know. EMGpod at gmail.com, or you can find us on social media at EMGpod. You can call us and leave us a voicemail, which we know a lot of you love doing, 513-427-EMG5. You can also find us individually on social media. He is at Stephen Russell B., and I am at Brandon J. Flippin. We will see you next time.